to talk. Okay. <laughs> we're re- recording now. Yay. We missed all the good stuff. Show yeah, us over. Good night. I know. Good night. Should have hit the record button five minutes ago. <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> if you only knew what was happening mm-hmm. in this room. Mm-hmm. Joseph was participating. <laughs> Not anymore. What's up, Aaron? What's up, Summer? We're at the Common Desk in Deep Ellum. <laughs> that is not a, a sponsor or an endorsement from their part, but Whatever. it is a shout out from uh, from the Tamale Mafia podcast because they have an awesome space and uh, we're using it today. And they to provided record. tacos today. Kind of. I mean, we had to buy them, but, you know, they did provide. Don't tell anyone. Well, they were delicious. They were worth the money for sure. Those things are huge. I love how you've talked about food a lot on your show. That makes me very happy. I was like, Ugh, really? Let's talk we can about, talk about food for sure. Let's talk about it's one of my favorite food. topics. I know. Like I, I made notes about how. <laughs> oh, my, my show makes you hungry. Let's talk. I was gonna say. First of all, let's, <laughs> before we get too far into this, let's say let's let's uh. Let the people know who you are, who we're talking to. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. See, yeah. I'm so bad at this. You I'm are so- <laughs> Summer. Summer yes, Ayala. I'm Summer. Hi. Hi, Summer. Nice to meet you, Aaron. Uh-huh. It's good to be We've here. We've met before. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah. new me, okay? Well, I haven't met this this oh, version of you. This new, no. new person. It's, yeah. it's been... It's been a minute. A couple years. Probably, a year, yeah. a little over a year. Don't I have the last no time I saw idea. you? I just it was like the first time the first episode of this podcast had launched. I had released it oh, that wow. morning. I know you and it was busy. a Wednesday because I was here at the common desk for wind down and you you showed up. I was like, Yeah, that wind down, I was probably here. Yeah, yeah, and that was, <laughs> I haven't even been to wind down in a long time. That was uh, a year ago. So I haven't seen you in a whole solid year and a couple months. Yeah, that sounds about right. I kind of disappeared. Because it was right after that. Well, that was actually like right at the beginning of you pulling back. Mm-hmm. That was like at the at the very beginning because we, we briefly touched on it. Like I think in a Facebook message after after that because I was like, hey, it was good to see you today. Yeah, like what the hell was wrong and with you? Also, <laughs> also... Uh, yeah, there's some things going on in your life, yeah. I'm sure, and then you were like, yeah, and then we talked about it. Yeah, I like peeked out into the world again, I was like, nope, going, going back away. Yeah. I don't like it out there. Yeah, so, but now you're here. Yes, I'm halfway done hiding from the world. Yeah, so okay. we're going to talk about that. Okay. But not right off the bat. I have, yeah, I have a whole list. Hmm. I know. <laughs> Summer sent me a, a, a document, a Google Doc <laughs> of notes, bullet point notes, uh, categorized. <laughs> if you know me, that's not shocking. <laughs> bullet point notes 
broken down into subcategories. The first category was random shit. <laughs> That's completely accurate of mm-hmm. my whole life. Like first, a lot of random shit. Random and shit. And then talk about serious things. And then have some fun. <laughs> yeah. So I have to do that. See, because my brain is wild constantly. So I have to sit and just bullet point everything. If not, I just, it's over here and over here and over here see, and over here. That's how I am. And I was trying to explain it to my son the other day because I was telling him, I was like, dude, if I got, if I got on some medication, which I'm supposed to be on oh, for no. like ADHD, nobody needs that. Uh, I could probably focus a lot better. Nah. But you just be a zombie. <laughs> well, I was medicated before and it kind of made me a zombie a little bit, but not really bad. Like what it did is it made me super focused and I could see like, oh, the trees are green for the first oh, time in my wow. life. Like I could actually notice. That's a different kind of drug, Aaron. It wasn't a hallucinogen. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hallucinating trees. There's trees in my what bedroom. What was your doctor giving you? I don't know what it was, but I ended up in a class action lawsuit for it. That's and I got see, some money. That's out what of I'm it. talking about. I got like eight dollars out of it. It was awesome. Winning. Yeah. So rich. Maybe forty, but it was <laughs> eight not that and forty. Much. Whatever. It's the same. <laughs> it was forty-eight. It's okay. The same amount. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that much money, but um, I got off of the medication. My son was like, "Dad, did you quit taking the meds because you didn't like how it made you feel?" And I said, "No." <laughs> I quit taking the meds because I don't, I didn't like how it made other people feel about me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I felt super focused Mm -hmm. and really good. Yeah. Like I could think clearly for the first time in my life, but I was also more calm. I wasn't as like all over the place. Yeah. And so I was more calm. And then when I would get kind of all over the place, the people around me in my life would be like, did you forget to take your meds? (laughs) I was like, it was a joke. When other people start realizing how you're acting, yeah. Yeah, and so then I was kind of a little bit like, fuck you, because if, you know, if you're, if you're, it's almost like they were relying on how I was medicated to be around me, like, you know, you're easier to be around when you're medicated. So I was like, fuck that. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be me. I'm just going to be unmedicated and scatterbrained, and you're just going to have to deal with it. See, if you don't medicate, then you're just like that, and people just have to deal with it. Yeah, how you are, but I could probably get like a whole hell of a lot more done in my life <laughs> if I was. Who little... needs to do things, Aaron? No, because what happens is I get like like you're talking about. I get so many ideas. There's so many things happening yes. at once in my brain. Yes, I don't know which to pull from first, and then when I finally do decide to pull from one, I'm like, okay, I need to work on this, and then I'll go sit down at my desk, and immediately like thirty thousand other things happen in my brain, and then I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't even know what I was thinking of. Or I'll get like five minutes into a task and then I'm like, mm, there's this other thing that I really want to do better now or more now. Like I have more desire to do that thing now. Yeah. You and have to I'll kind of that. learn to prioritize. I've learned a lot about that from Joseph. And whenever you... Who's Joseph? Joseph Brewster has been on the podcast Joseph, before. Joe Brew is what I call him. You can My friends to- were cracking up about that because I just got Jonas Brothers tickets. And I was like, yeah, I have this friend. His name is Joseph Brewster and I call him Joe Brew and I don't think he appreciates it. <laughs> He's probably been called a lot worse. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Honestly. Joseph's been on the podcast before. We talked about masculinity when he was on the podcast. Yeah. It was a, I, I ambushed him. It was a little bit of improv. I was like, hey, have a seat right here. And then I just like. 
You're like, masculinity, go. <laughs> like, transformed the table into microphones and stuff popped up. <laughs> <laughs> like, transformered We're going to talk the table. now. Yeah. Podcast begin. He was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. Well, I kind of, I wanted to ambush him because I wanted to get his uh, unfiltered thoughts. You know what I mean? Uh, that'll give people a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Why do you think I made all these freaking notes? I know, but you know that we're, there's only like three of those things we're actually going to hit because I'm, I got other ideas of where I'm going to take you on this. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sweating now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prepare for this. I'm, it kind of This is an unscripted, me. unedited show. Well, I try to think about what, <clears throat> like the things I'm asked all the time and like what people talk to me about and let's, kind of where, where I'm at. Let's rewind you know? a little bit. Let's, let's rewind okay. time. Okay. Let's, let's get in the DeLorean. Let's skip. Let's go back to 1980. <laughs> Three years before summer was even a thought. Yeah. Let's yeah. go back. To, that's when I was born. 1980. Okay. <laughs> so you were thinking about me. You're like, oh, in three years, yeah, it, summer's going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For three years, all I could talk about was summer coming. My parents thought <laughs> they I They were really, like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> my parents thought I was really into summer. They were like buying me tank tops and shorts. I was like, no, summer's coming. I love summer shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, let's rewind. So do you make some notes of your own? No. They're, they're okay, just, good. No, this isn't... This is, this show, I do have show notes that I use from time to time. They're kind of a, a generic, like, I'll put like three three little words to kind of trigger me to think of something that I was oh, okay. thinking of. You yeah. know, I don't like write a whole bunch of stuff out. The only thing I really script is is the uh, the actual outro of the show. So at the very end uh, of the show, yeah. I play mm-hmm. Limbs music. And then over Limbs music, I talk, I think this Fallen Mafia podcast is brought to you by me. You know, and I do all that's scripted out. But yeah. Nothing else in the show is really scripted, but... Or edited, for that matter. I was <laughs> was hoping that maybe some would be edited in case I say something stupid on accident. Well, you know, <laughs> if it's something like, like, dude, let's be honest, I really can't say that. Like, I shouldn't have said that, and I can get in trouble for saying that. You know, I'm not gonna like yeah. stick it to somebody. True. I'll edit like, that too out. Too bad. Yeah. Sucka. Or if there's like a sneeze or something in the middle that's gonna really. Take the listener out. Like, or I kinda, may burp or something. I just yeah. scarfed like two tacos. Well, sometimes I'll even leave the burps in and, the, and stuff like that. I'm just like, <laughs> they would be know, really good though. It's kind of raw. I used um, to have burping contests with band members when I was married with men, and I would have burping contests and I would win most of the time. Wow. Let's talk about who Summer really is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're off topic again. Let's go back. We were in the DeLorean, tacos. we went back to 1980. Fast forward, 1980. Yeah. Did you hear that? My throat just did I something. I did. It's I'm the boba tea. Boba tea. The boba got you. I'm not editing that out. That's going to stay in there. The <laughs> listeners are just going to be like, what the hell it's was beautiful. that? It's um, real. So, okay. Summer was born in 1983. Yes. And it's going to be a long podcast because we got 36 years to cover. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it was bullshit. No, and then um, <laughs> what happened first? What do you mean? After you were born. What, was, what, was, what happened next? You were born and then I don't know because I don't remember anything. Um, Except for one time I went sledding at my aunt's house in Missouri on a trash can lid because it was snowing. And that's pretty much all I remember. Okay. Earliest memory? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Only (laughs) childhood. Your one childhood. I remember anything That's it. That was my childhood. Done. I I was 25. (laughs) I went sledding and then I was 25. Yeah. 
Okay. Then I had a kid, and then but the drama. Where was where where was Summer born? Oh, Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Yes. I did not know. Don't that. tell anyone. I'm a Texan. Okay, so you were I'm really a Texan. Born outside of Texas, but you transplanted. Yeah. Yes, I moved here when I was two. Oh, okay. So you're basically a hundred percent Texan. It's like ninety nine point yes. eight percent Texan. I consider myself Texan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I welcome it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, and you, I have the accent and everything. Yeah. And you've been <laughs> you've been to other states. I'm assuming you've traveled some. Yes. When I was fourteen, I moved to Seattle for a little bit. My mom shipped me off to live with my dad, who I had like never met. Oh, wow. So that was fun. Yeah, I was like, here's this fourteen year old. Take her. Your turn. And then I was like, Tag, I don't want to be here. It rains all the time and it's cold. This is not my, this is not my area. And it sucked. Hmm. But then I found out I had a little sister, which was way cool. And a younger brother. So I actually have three siblings that a lot of people don't even know. Oh, wow. That, except for my sister. Like I've visited her a lot and she's come here. Usually when she flies here, she has to have a flight that's at like, 11 p.m. or before 11 a.m. so I can take her to Whataburger after we leave the airport. Oh, yeah. Taquitos? Uh, honey butter chicken biscuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's real. She mm. plans her flights around Whataburger breakfast time. Yeah. Definitely my sister. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <I> know. <coughs> Everyone should do that, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there shouldn't even be flights. Outside of those <laughs> Outside times. Outside of the Whataburger breakfast. You're coming into Texas. They should only happen at night. <laughs> exactly. So you get breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, food, again, rules yes. our lives. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you lived in Seattle. For a minute. I think for, honestly, I don't even remember how long Not it was. Long. I lost a lot of my memory like two years ago when I got really sick, but we can talk about that. So I don't remember a lot. Okay. I have I remember a lot of bad stuff, of course. <laughs> the and stuff then, that tends to stick. Yes, the stuff that tends to stick, and a lot of like talent stuff because I did acting and modeling when I was little. I started when I was five, so most of my memories are from all that. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of what I want to get to. Because that's 1988. Where we were. Yes, that is. I just had to do math real quick. <laughs> You know that meme that says, like, don't ask me to do math. Like, I, I literally can't. Yeah, I, I can't just either. Don't. I, I failed college math six times, so. And what? Then, and then, yeah, that's no six, joke. Like, yeah. Six and my, times? And my son was like, were you trying all the time? And I go, two of them. Kids love to shade. Like, <clears throat> yeah. they throw so much shade. I tried for two of those times, okay? It's hard. Um, it really is. And then I dropped out of college because I was like, fuck college. I can't, do, I can't do math. I took enough classes for you, so you're covered. I, I think I took too many, and they I were like, you've got to stop. I was out of classes. Like All the other yeah. classes, the fun classes that I wanted to take, I'd already done. Well, all I had left them, was math and science. I was like, fuck both of those. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty bad. I took physics, and that Ugh. was... I don't even know how. I'm not sure how I even took that class. It was one of those where the book didn't cover anything that was in the test, and then the homework was completely different from the test. So when I was taking the test, it was online at home. It was like a crash course. I took that like an idiot. Mm. Physics, like a two-week course. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this was dumb. I just thought it was going to be, you know, gravity and stars and stuff. I don't even know what I was thinking. I just had to pick something besides. (laughs) Gravity and stars and stuff. (laughs) 
Obviously, I didn't pay attention, okay? I barely passed that class. You know, Autumn would help oh me do my God. homework because it was really cool, though. It had this uh, space simulator app that I would put on my computer. And um, it was really cool, and you could see the distance between the planets and, like, new planets that were popping up, and you could kind of act like you were an astronaut, you know, floating mm. through space. It was really cool. I left it on my computer, and Autumn would play on it. Because it was so cool, and she would yeah. do that part of my homework with me. I would play on that. That sounds fun. I barely passed that class, but I, I ended up still somehow getting an A. I'm not sure how, because I failed all the tests. Wow. Because it, I didn't know how to do any of it. It didn't make you any sense. You failed the test and still got an A? Yes, because I did so well on the homework. I did all the extra credit and all the group projects. Because you didn't drop the Because I didn't drop. They were like, <laughs> she's trying. A. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. School was so fun, though. So I love school. 1988. Oh God! You were five, and uh, I had a I had a really bad haircut too. But you started in modeling, right? My mom cut all my hair off because I had ringlet hair, and I would cry. There, I have pictures of me sitting on the sink, and I'm just like, <gasps> just bawling my face off because my hair was so thin and curly, and it would just kill me. And so she got really pissed off and just cut all my hair off. And I cried again because it was so ugly. And I was like, I don't want to be a boy. I'm a girl. I don't want to have short hair. So I think maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with having long hair all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's a traumatic it was very, experience. I have quite a few traumatic stories that I could tell you. Little ones and big ones that have yeah that well, would make me do stupid stuff like keep my hair very long. Let's start with the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to, we don't want to get that serious over here. We're just at common desk. Uh, okay, so you got into modeling when you yeah. were a kid, right? So my pageants first or modeling first? Pageants first. Pageants first. Okay. Yeah, that was one of my random facts. Honey boo boo list. You like a little honey boo boo? Honey boo boo. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. Like you do the singing and dancing. I'm a Yankee Doodle. You know dandy. what? I don't remember any of it except for the dresses. Hmm. I don't remember any of my pageant stuff. I remember the pageant I did when I was like 17 for Miss Teen Dallas, but I don't remember any of them when I was little. Really? But I remember this big peach dress, and I used to wear it to school all the time because whenever I would spin, it would kind of float up, and I loved that dress. I was super extra when I was little. Really? (laughs) I would wear pageant dresses to like first grade. and. (laughs) Yeah. This doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I know, now that I'm Summer like, was extra when she was little, really? <laughs> it's like, maybe this is where I get my, like, tutu and crown wearing from. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when I was little, we were in the car, and when they used to post castings on the radio, way back in the day, this is, like, vintage castings. So, they were posted on the radio, and we were sitting at a stop sign, and they said, there's a casting for Nabisco at blah, blah, blah address. It was in this big warehouse. And we went in there, and I sat on this guy's lap, shoved crackers in his mouth, and they were like, that's it, done. And they, it was the job. Like, they recorded it, and it aired during the Rose Bowl, and I got paid, like, a ridiculous amount of money. But it was, like, 100000 or something like 10000 something like that. I don't even know how much it was, but I do remember I had the biggest bag of Oreos I've ever seen in my life. I walked out with the big giant bag of Oreos and I was like, okay, bye. Bye guys. And it was like, the, it was like this big. Okay. How old Huge. were you when that happened? Five. That was your first gig? Yeah. It was a national commercial. And then I got signed with Clips Management and my mom became 
the babies and kids talent agent. So I like lived at my agency when I was little. Wow. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Whose idea was it to, to take you to the casting? Your mom? My mom. Mm-hmm. Or were you like listening to the radio and be like, mom, I want to do that. No, I had no idea what was going on. I just knew there was like food involved. Your mom was like, hey, we're going to go do a thing. Just follow along. I don't even think she told me. She, we just went. Wow. I just stood in line and they told me what to do and I did it. And then I, I booked it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what was going on. But it was super, the guy was funny. I remember I was laughing at him and shoving crackers in his mouth. Some I wonder dude. if that commercial's on YouTube. It is. I actually tried to find it and I've posted it on my old Facebook page, like my public one. And I've tried to find it because I've posted it before, but I can't find it. It would take me like three hours to try to find it. Wow. I'll, I'll find it and send it to you so you can see it. I'm in there for like a split second. <laughs> Legit, a split. I was just like that shoving crackers wild. in a guy's mouth. I had like this ugly mullet haircut. And then I just went, <laughs> and then that was it. Wow. <laughs> it was during the uh, 1989 Rose Bowl Parade. So it aired the next year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. First gig national commercial. Yes. Where do you go from there? Um, I did some commercials that aired in other states, like a Taco Tico commercial, which is, I guess, like a Taco Bell. And then I remember I auditioned for the Mary Kay documentary to be Mary Kay, and they ended up not doing it or something. So I had booked it, but they didn't end up doing it something happened like the kid version of mary Kay. <clears throat> yeah like her biopic or whatever and i had a dress made and everything like my family made dresses and stuff like poodle skirts and <laughs> they made this pink dress and i ended up doing a photo shoot and ended up in my portfolio and then like photographers would fly in and book me to do their books like to be in their books um and you were still a little kid at this time yeah i was like 12 and okay. you got paid for all that mm-hmm yeah, I got paid to jump on a trampoline a lot because I did gymnastics and cheerleading and stuff oh, okay. like that. So I was on Jump King trampoline. And that was really interesting because, a um, little scandalous, because I ended up doing the job and something about the agent signed the paperwork. I didn't get the money for it, but I were walking through the store and my family saw me on the boxes and on like 18 wheelers driving down the highway. Get out of here. And they were like, wow, are you serious? What, like, what is happening? So it was a huge blow up. And then the the agency ended up closing and apparently they were doing that, like stealing money from talent and stuff and like signing contracts. And it was kind of bad. You know, that agency used to be above breadwinners. Really? Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't realize that until a couple years ago. The one that you went, that you worked at as a kid, Mm -hmm. that agency? Wow. Yeah, and they used to have all the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders signed, so I would see the talent going in and out doing their photo shoots and getting ready for auditions and dropping off their headshots and their um, like portfolios and models traveling in and out of town, and it was really cool. So I just, that was, all that stuff is normal to me, that whole hustle and, you know, doing photo shoots and having a public life, that's yeah. totally normal to me. Yeah, and you stayed with that for a long time. Yeah, I took a little break when I was a teenager, did a pageant, and I was like, I don't really want to do this. I want to go to college. Ended up going to school for meteorology because I love the weather. I used to chase tornadoes. 
Nice. That's a good, that's a, like an easy thing to do here in this area. I know. And it, it's really bad to say, but I get really excited when the weather starts getting bad, yeah, I get super hyped. Like I open all the windows yeah. and I open the doors and I'm like, bring it on. Yeah. Give me all the tornadoes. And then it just blows away and I get pissed. Yeah. Which, but I, like, I can't get mad because there's no tornadoes, but then I get mad because I love the tornadoes. Yeah. But it's bad to love them. Have you been in a tornado? Kind of. One went by my house, like right in front of my house. And it's, if you've never experienced that, it is the weirdest feeling. It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Like the pressure changes and you can feel it. Like you can't hear anything and it's really loud. And especially when the alarms don't go off and you just hear stuff just flying up against your house. And you're yeah. like, what is that? I remember I had to pick my daughter up out of bed, like threw her over my shoulder in the middle of the night and went and put her in the bathtub <laughs> I was like, just stay here. There's a tornado outside. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I just woke up and knew that there was a tornado. I just felt the pressure change. And it was, and my phone stopped working. And so I couldn't even check the weather, but I could just hear it outside. And it ended up destroying like half of Forney. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I've seen a lot of them, but I wasn't near being in one until I was a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. I love wild weather. Me too. Yeah. I like watching it Mm -hmm. on TV. It's just so fascinating. Severe thunderstorms. When I get that severe thunderstorm warning, I'm like, yes. I know. Me too. I was just (laughs) seeing that. I had a a weather alert on my phone. I was like, ooh, what's that? But it's probably the flood ones. I'm like, I'm sick of those. The flood ones. Like, who cares? Y'all need to quit sending me this. The sun (laughs) is out. It's not flooding. I don't care about your flood warning. Yeah. No one wants your flood warnings. Yeah. Like, I don't... I didn't like the uh, downpour I had to drive through today to get here. That's true. Same. I didn't didn't like that. But I like being in a place I want to be. Like home? severe weather (laughs) happening. Like in my bed? Yeah. Yeah. Or standing on my front porch? Yeah. So when people talk about, oh, you're talking about the weather, I'm like, I'm a nerd. Okay. So don't start talking about the weather because I love it. And we will talk about tornadoes and hurricanes and earthquakes all freaking day. Like my favorite classes in school were the weather classes and learning about erosion and different rocks and how uh, nobody wants to hear about that. So, but I went to school for meteorology and then I got really sick and I ended up like within two weeks I had to quit school because I had missed so much school, so much school. And I was like going to the doctor trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And then after a couple of weeks, I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) I was like, Oh, that's what was wrong with you? That's why I'm dying and my hair is turning green. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, so then I found out I was pregnant and so I had to drop my classes because I'd missed so much and then just ended up being a mom, which is super weird. That time in my life when that happened, someone just messaged me on Facebook that I used to work with when I was like 18. Mm. It was very random. I could read you the message, but it's really long. Hmm. But it's it's weird that you're, when your past starts coming back to you. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. Like high is. school friends and friends from my 20s, from when I was married. It's very weird. 
Yeah. It's like, wow, this is, it's, it's familiar and it's, it's interesting how people can be your friends and you don't really talk to them or see them or anything. And then they come back around and it's like, Hey, we're friends. You know, you've just been friends this whole time and it never went away. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some friends like that, that Mm -hmm. are like, we lost contact or whatever. Yeah. For, I'm sitting way back off of this microphone. I was like, (laughs) so relaxed back here just listening to you talk. Oh my Um, gosh. Don't, I hate my voice. Don't listen to my voice. Um, but yeah, I've got friends like that where, and and like one of my best friends in the world, she, her and I were close for, for a while and then we lost contact. We've been Mm -hmm. friends for like 12 years or more. Yeah. But a lot, like a big piece that we lost contact and then we found each other through the miracle of Facebook or actually it was MySpace back then. Oh my God, Um, MySpace. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, hey, Wow. It's you, you know, yeah, where like, have you okay, been? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and they're it's, always there. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, wow. Um, and now we're, we're tight, you know? Yeah. But that's good. Then you have those that are like, they come back around and you're like, no, there's a reason. There's a reason why I blocked you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like we're on totally different paths, bro. We're still on different levels. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Yeah. You were lots of those bad influence on me. Right. Yeah, or they were, you know, it's people that are like haters that that just that still try to act like they're your friend. They're your friend, mm-hmm. but they hate everything you do, and they just want to tell you like, "Why are you doing that? Don't do that. That's oh, not going to work." My gosh, why are you yes. like that? The toxic people. Yeah, and you're like, "What? Why are you even here? You hate everything <laughs> about me. You hate me. You <laughs> love to hate me." Yeah, um, I have friends that that ask me what to do about people like that. Cause I, I'm notorious for cutting people out of my life. You got to, you have, it's like snip, snip, bitch, like get out. Yeah. Not a problem. Like you obviously don't want to be here, so you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took me a while to get that kind of like that level of confidence in my, in my decision-making ability. Yeah. Cause there's a level of confidence about that where you're like, Hey, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Yeah. But then there's that little part of your brain that's like, it's like maybe I don't like being mean I'm, to them, or yeah. what if I do need them? I'm and too nice. What if they're right and I'm the one yeah. that's fucked what up? What if it's me? Yeah. yeah. That's where therapy helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is like a therapy session. This is a lot like therapy. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it, if, it's good to talk about random stuff because it's the things that are going on in your brain mm-hmm. all the time that can make you crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So you dropped out of meteorology school. Because you were pregnant. Yeah, because I got because I got sick, and then I ended up having my little jujube. Yeah. Yeah. So I had her. Um, she was two and a half months early and weighed like two pounds and fifteen ounces, and wow. she had grade three brain bleed, and she had jaundice and low iron and all kinds of stuff. And she wow. was in there for two months, so I lived at the hospital. I was like twenty one. When most people are out learning how to club, Mm. I was at the hospital touching my daughter through the little incubator because I could only touch her with like my finger I just touch her with my finger. And she was so cute and tiny and just she even like if you know her now, if you knew her when she was a baby, she's the same. Like this little spitfire. Just I haven't had much opportunity to be around her. Um, so I don't, I can't say I know her, but I do watch her YouTube videos. Oh my God. Yes. My daughter's <laughs> on YouTube. If you do, it's autumn break. Cause she wants to be a little makeup artist. She's wanted to do that since she was three, believe it or not. Like she's, she's been good. wanting to do makeup. 
Like that video that y'all did together where she did your makeup for when you were going I out. made her do that. I was like, come on, you're going to do this video. And she, Why are you recording this, Mom? I was like, come on, get out of here. We're going to do this video. And then it, she was like, I'm so glad we did that. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good video. It's, it's Yeah, it was fun to watch. She is adorable. But I was so impressed with her her knowledge base and her skills. Like she was, yes. it sounded to me like she was teaching you things like, she does all the time. Yeah. Okay, so she got... We were at Ulta the other day. I spent way too much time and money. But we were at Ulta, and she told me to get this tart tape or something because I saw that it covered really dark under circle, you know, circles. <laughs> and, and I was like, ooh, what's this? And she goes, oh, my gosh, Mom. Yeah, okay, we're going to go over here because we need to test your color. And I think I was on the phone or something ordering food. <laughs> and I've got my hand out and she's like doing all this on my hand and right. She's like, okay, we're going to get this one. And I was like, whatever she does all of it. And then she helped me do contouring for the first time. I don't do crap with my face. Okay. I just put it on and then we go, we get out the door. Yeah. I'm like a 10 minute get ready girl. I don't, unless I'm curling my hair, that takes like, you know, got to wash it, curl it. It takes like two hours. So she taught me how to do the arrows on my head and put the line down my nose. And I was like, this is why we look like deer sometimes (laughs) because (laughs) it's just like weird lines on our face. And, but it was nice and it's really hard to get off. And she's a, she's a makeup little genius. Like she watches those YouTube videos all the time, actually got her tickets to see her favorite makeup artist influencer, which is James Charles. Oh, yeah. She has the palette. We got the meet and greet tickets. And, of course, I had to buy myself a ticket so she's not in there running around by herself. So now I have to go (laughs) see James Charles. But he's adorable, so I don't mind it. He's so funny, and and she's going to love it. So I'm going to, like, be taking pictures from way over here from the section right next to her. So, um yeah, she's a ton of fun, and we I spent a lot of time with her because I was a stay-at-home mom. I used to dress her up in little baby doll clothes and, like, set her up in all the stuffed animals and take pictures <laughs> of her. I was that mom. So you did you ever, um, like, have uh, aspirations of her becoming a model, a child model? Like, nope. did you ever think, like, I, I should get her into modeling, I should get her on TV, I should... That didn't translate that way? No, I've kind of let her do her thing and just, she, she'll ask me questions, like her whole life she's asked me questions and I'm like, what do you think about that? I don't ever try to put anything into her mind about who she wants to be and who she is. I'll let her kind of decide that and just ask me questions and I'm very real with her about, I'm just very honest and if I don't know something, I'll tell her I don't know. know. Yeah. Let's figure that out because I don't even know. Did you did you feel like when you were a kid and you were doing all that modeling and TV stuff, did, was that your thing or were you doing somebody else's thing? Um, my mom made us do it. Okay. Because I was told through the family grapevine at one point that she wanted to do it and my grandmother wouldn't let her, but her sisters were doing it. So that's why she made my brother and I do acting and modeling. Hmm. She, she was very much a stage mom. So she was the person behind all the cameras, like, <laughs> you know, like silently yelling at us if we weren't. And I was so introverted at the, I'm a weird introvert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always been this way. Kind of ambivert, I guess now. 
but I like the modeling part of it because I didn't have to talk and I didn't have to memorize anything. I hate memorizing stuff. Um, so the pictures and stuff were fun. I got to do makeup and dress up, but then the acting part, I didn't want to do that. So my brother did a lot of that. So if there was ever any acting or I had to be on camera and talk and I would cry. I never wanted to do it. <laughs> she would get so mad at me. And then I remember the last time we were doing an audition and I went out to the car and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And then, of course, my brother's sitting in the back. He's like, yeah, me neither. And I was like, shut up. This is, <laughs> this is my this moment. This is my quitting moment. <laughs> I was like, you freaking actor. You know, like, me too. Um, I rep actors, so I can say that. Um, she was very pissed. Because, you know, at the time, I didn't realize, you know, how much money it was costing. Now I know how much. Because I went through training at Kim Dawson. And that's a lot of money. And then acting classes and pictures and traveling, it's a lot of money. And I didn't realize at the time, but I just knew I didn't like it anymore. It wasn't fun. Yeah. It ended up being fun and I really liked it. But I liked that I had that experience. And then once I got older, I can say, you know, these are the things I liked about it. These are the things I didn't like. So now I have more of an idea of what it's like so I can go back and do it if I want. And that's how I got the talent agency yeah so good good segue because i was just trying to get there um so so like how did that happen yeah because you <laughs> but you you kind of even um when you were a mom already you were you were still doing modeling right i mean yes and i was in school you went back into school after mm-hmm. she was born yeah i had a couple of businesses and i was married at the time so I was kind of all over the place being a stay-at-home mom. By the way, anybody who's a stay-at-home mom, bless your heart, because that is not for me. I was losing my mind. Um, it gets It's very lonely. I mean, you're with this yeah. little person that can't really talk or communicate, so you're not even a part of society, and you're with them all the time, and you're taking care of them, and which was a lot of fun. I wouldn't take it back for the world, but... Uh, you do lose a lot of social abilities. It's not, a, it's not an easy job. <laughs> when you're sitting there and, and a kid's show comes on and you're like, I'm just going to watch this by myself. This is good. <laughs> Are you going to watch this? No? Okay, I'm good. We'll watch the Upside Down show alone. <laughs> it's great. I, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Except I, for Dora. Don't like Dora. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found myself, even in the early days when my, when my kids were infants, Okay, they're 18 months apart, so they were like babies together, mm-hmm. really. Um, but even in those in those early days, we, they, we watched a lot of Baby Einstein. I love Baby Einstein. And little Einsteins is where it's at. Yeah, Little Einsteins is funny. And my little rocket ship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. But you know, like the Baby Einstein, where it's just like, it's like puppets and toys and little like flashy things on the screen or whatever. It's mesmerizing. It is. And, and the classical music is Yeah, amazing. and there's classical music and stuff. And I, there was a, a point in time when, like, I was like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> because I was sitting on my couch, <laughs> and I looked around, and the, the babies weren't there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? They had been put to bed. <laughs> the wife was probably putting them to bed or something i, I probably know. fell asleep with them yeah, yeah it was nap time yeah and i'm sitting on the couch baby einstein is rocking on the tv and i look over and my buddy 
who had come to hang out was sitting on the couch <gasps> and we we're both just like yeah we're both just chilling. dead in this show <laughs> watching fucking baby einstein like this is some shit right here boy this is the good stuff right <laughs> like, is, welcome to my parenting life i was looking at yeah. like are we really fucking watching this show and he was like dude this is kind of mesmerizing i'm like it kind of is it's like mind-numbing but also it's I don't, I don't even know, know how I, to, yeah. I felt like I was, like I was. It's very chill. Learning something. <laughs> At the same time, yes. It's like, so chill, why, but. Why do I like this so much? <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> All the colors are so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, we got to watch some football. There's got to be something else on. What the <laughs> fuck are we doing? Ridiculous. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, so that was mom life. Um, I cried a lot because we didn't have GPS back then and I would get lost taking autumn to the doctor in Fort Worth and I was like 21. So I didn't never knew where I was going and thank God for GPS now, like Waze, that yeah. app is my best friend Yeah. when it's not working. I almost have like flashbacks and it's very, <laughs> very attacks. traumatic, very, very traumatic. So I have little panic moments like that. Um, but yeah, once she started getting older and going to school and then I was like, what am I going to do with my life now? <laughs> what am I, what am I here for? You know, how can I make my daughter proud? And the only thing that kept coming to me was talent were coming to me and asking me for help. That was, that's always been like a consistent because thing. You're, you had, um, I mean, you were known people know, knew who you were. I guess right? maybe I mean, a couple they, thousand people. I don't know. Well, I don't mean like world famous. Yeah. But you, you've been on a lot of magazine covers. You've been in, in a lot of different publications. You've been on, I mean, you've been out there. I know. And that's still hard. Like, I don't really feel like that's me. Right. Like if you go Google right now, Summer Ayala. Please will, God don't. <laughs> you will find... All kinds of... Actually, I took down a lot of stuff. So it used to be like 35 pages of Google and it's only like a couple now. So <laughs> I took care of that. There's still some stuff you might see. but I And I go back and forth because of the past couple of years, what I've dealt with on being, you know, am I still proud of that person? Or I, I'm trying to have more of a grateful mindset. So I'm trying to not be negative. About, what, what, you know. Why be negative about what, what you did, though? Because it, it brought me a lot of um, pain. And modeling life. did? Um, yeah, because people think that you're a certain way and you're not. They, so people make judgments about you because yes. of what you do? Yeah, because I can take a bomb-ass photo. Like, so they think I'm a whore. Yeah. So I... I was often underestimated or kept from real life jobs that would pay most of my bills. And, and in, I mean, in some of those photos, you weren't wearing much. Yeah. Which, you know what? To be completely honest with you, now that I look back, I'm like, why did I even wear any clothes? Because I looked amazing. I used to work out four hours a day <laughs> and I hate clothes. Like y'all are lucky that we have to wear clothing because I hate them. Yeah. I, I do my too. best to not wear Anything restricting, I get claustrophobic. Right. So everything I wear is very stretchy. <laughs> yes. Thank God for the stretchy. Yeah. And I used to work out in like a swimsuit or something because I didn't even want anything touching me. It's, yeah. It's very weird. 
even when I did my Playboy audition, that's that was my thing. They were like, "What? It, what's your? What's a weird thing about you?" And I was like, "I work out naked." And they were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "That's nice. We've never heard that before." Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they've heard that before. Yeah, maybe working out. I don't know. I don't know many people that would probably do that. Maybe in their spare time, you know, that's a good hobby. I don't think I could work out naked. It's exhilarating. I'm trying to to think of like... It's very nice. Well, when you've got all this hair and then you have clothes that you've got to constantly tie it up or if you're wearing something really tight and you get hot. Right. Really, real easily. I'll wear like as little as possible when when I'm working out, like... Shorty <laughs> shorts and a tank top. Shorty, so you got some booty shorts? That not you not like in? shorty shorts. You got like shorts, a sports bra. But I like stuff. the I like the sh- with my workout shorts. I like to be above my knee because then if it's below my knee, I feel like I'm having to like pull them up and there's yes. like, it's kind of like in the way. There's too much material. Yeah, and you have to stop in the middle. Like, like, like adjusting like, everything. This is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel you. Hmm, okay. See. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. No. Does it? No, 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 That doesn't mean people should treat me poorly, right? Or treat me like I'm stupid. No. So the fact that you, that you would like do something for Playboy or something like that, like that stuff caused people to treat me like, treat you like you're just a stupid person. I've even been told that. Yeah. Like, well, what, you're just, you're just a model. And like, I don't even like that word because it's so vague my vision of a model is completely different than most people. Because you are one. No, I don't. I mean, like, yeah, models represent brands and stuff, but I see people calling themselves models and they're not. Like, I couldn't book them. Hmm. So there's, there are different genres, but my vision of what that is is completely different. It's hard to explain. Okay. It shouldn't be that hard to explain, but I'm getting my brain back, so just bear <laughs> with me. <laughs> like, okay. This year is completely different. Like, I've had to rewire yeah. my brain. We're getting there. We're learn getting... how to talk and learn how to dress and learn how to be be me. Yes, we're getting there. Yeah. Okay. Getting there. Before we get there, because I, what, I, what I'm trying to do is I want to, to paint this paint the picture a big ass glittery picture yeah because you you had this kind of crazy life crazy life yeah. that you you rose up from a child through the kind of in a public eye um at least part of you or parts of you yeah you know and then you continue to do that to do modeling um i also had to quit a couple of times because of guys they couldn't handle it guys you were dating or so yeah they would make me quit which is kind of stupid isn't it that's my downfall is dudes that's why i'm not around them anymore yeah we we're we're gonna get there too yeah this is gonna be the longest podcast in the history of the tamale mafia but i was thinking you do part one and part two we gotta unpack it there's i'm not there's There's i don't know no way i don't know i think it just has to go it has to flow all out (laughs) people just have to pause it go to the bathroom come back Go to dinner with their family. Come back. <laughs> listen breakfast. to this in your in your cubicle tomorrow. Drink at a happy hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm trying. Okay, how do you go? How do you decide? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you decide to to go into the kind of modeling where you're showing off your body, right? 
where you're showing more body than you're just you're not like doing TV commercials. You're not doing like personality you know, and the way your body is shaped. So you were proud of your body. Um, I mean, I didn't really care. You felt like... I felt great when I would work out. And then, do you know how Photoshop half of those pictures were? I would be like, ooh, straighten my nose. Ooh, <laughs> can you like lift my butt a little bit? I don't look like that. Are you kidding me? Some people say right. I do. And I'm like, no, I don't. Because I know it's Photoshop because I watch them do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, they just fix lighting. But... I mean, that, it was me. That was my, um, a guy I was dating last year had a big issue with this because I, that was my business though. Like that was me. That's, I, that, so I don't, I never saw anything weird about it. I just thought it was normal because I grew yeah. up in that stuff. Like I, models walk around naked around me all the time. It's nothing. You can't be modest when you're in that job, even in acting. <laughs> I didn't do that. Right. You can't be shy. You can't. But yeah. you have to have boundaries at the same time. Right. Okay. So that decision you made on your own, there was, I mean, because you're talking about guys having problems with that. that, that those guys came in after. Yeah. They, but they yeah. knew what you did. Thank you. Right? They knew what your job yes. was. Yes. And then they came in. And they like, came in oh, and they were like, oh, since oh. you love me, you shouldn't do that. Like, if you really like me, you shouldn't do that. Oh, summer, That's a whole other subject. Summer, summer. That's also why I've been in therapy. Mm. <laughs> summer, summer, <laughs> Yeah, like, I was going to get the cover of Maxim. They offered it to me, and my husband didn't want me to do it. He said he would leave me and take my daughter, so I quit. That's when you quit modeling? I quit when I was married, and I went back to school, aced all that shit, got 4.0s and two degrees. And then, um, so I was being a mom, like I had a little jewelry company at one point, you know, just being a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the talent, like talent just kept coming to me and asking me for help. And I was so much better at that. It was just, I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. And you know, when you have a kid, like they give you a purpose, mm -hmm. you know, they make you start questioning your life. <laughs> yeah. And so like, why am I here? And I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. And it made me so happy and it was easy. And that was my alarm clock. You know, that passion is your alarm clock. That's, that, that was the birth of Meraki? Yes. So okay. it took me like four years to come up with the name too. It, it took me forever. And so my stepdad who passed away, he, used, he was Greek and he would speak Greek to me all the time to my daughter and like teach us words and stuff. And so Meraki means love and to do everything with your soul and passion and what you love, you know, to give it your all. And it's all about, I could read the definition, but, um, it was basically what I felt about my work. So I could like take my work and put it as the definition of Meraki, you know, um, mm -hmm. so that's why once I found that, I was like, this is it, this is, this is the one. And then, so I just immediately bought it online, started the website, started doing, um, asking for my recommendation letters to get all the castings. And that took like three years, which a lot of people don't know how much work that is and wow. how much money and how much stalking and harassing <laughs> that you have to do. 
it took a long time. And then once I got in, I remember I was laying in my bed and I got the email at like midnight that I was accepted and I just started bawling. And of course I was out, you know, now I've been drinking and stuff. And so I got the email. I was like, Oh my God, they let me in. I'm so excited. And it was just all the work I had done just came crashing on me. And I was so grateful and I was shocked. I couldn't believe it because I wasn't expecting it. You know, I just get the little email at like midnight, you know, here's your login information. And I was like, oh my God, I was just so happy. And then that's, that began, you know, sleeping two hours a night, traveling, opening an Atlanta office and being crazy. It blew up. It was insane. Yeah. It was completely insane. And I, I've learned a lot actually looking back about it's okay to be selfish with your own needs and mm. what your body needs and what your mind needs. And I was constantly, I'm a, I was like a people pleaser. So if someone needed something, oh my God, I'm going to help you. Let me help you. You know, I just wanted to help everyone because I knew what it was like to be passionate about something and need somebody to help you and just give you some kind of guidance or support you. And that's what I wanted to do was to be there for anyone that just wanted to try to be in this industry yeah yeah and you did it and I did it and I almost died until it burned you out Uh, yeah legit I okay got very sick (laughs) actually yeah so what happened so um one night I got really really sick and I um I like turned green and I couldn't walk, and like my stomach swelled up really big, and I, I couldn't drive. Oh, yeah. I started okay. having all these problems, and um, I gained like 20 pounds, and I found out that I was going through perimenopause, and I had a, hyd- a hypothyroid. So my body was like shutting down. I had no testosterone, no estrogen, no vitamin D, no iron, no vitamin K, and... I was like dying. I couldn't even walk. Wow. And my doctor, one of my doctors tried to put me on anxiety medication. And I was like sitting there sweating and I was green. <laughs> and he was like, are you having any mood issues? I was like, I literally want to kill you right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like that is my problem. Issues, like, ah! I was so, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> like I'm going to lose my freaking mind if someone doesn't help me. And then I heard an ad on the radio about this hormone center and I went, and saw them and they were like you are not crazy and I just started crying I was like oh my god thank you and I was fine in two weeks wow like from dead to totally fine when was this when when was this um, two years ago two years ago okay yeah and that was the was that the that was the start of you pull starting to really pull back yeah pretty much because I was working on vacations I was working through the night I was working yeah I know because I couldn't get, even get in contact with you because yeah. you were just like I, I was also saw you. working you just, like I was running yeah. the agency and doing paralegal work and just doing like casting. I was doing all production. I was doing like four jobs. Yeah. Just to live. Cause when you're starting a business, it doesn't pay you. Right, 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 right. You're pouring money into it for yeah. years. Yeah. Long time. But I was about to be to the point I had 218 talent 
and, which is a lot that I was doing, managing mm. all by myself. And they were in other countries, other states. There were all kinds of talent. One of them is like practically a celebrity comedian. One of them was an MMA fighter or like a UFC fighter. So it was getting pretty, pretty intense. Um, and I was supposed to like triple my income and I was going to be a millionaire in like five years. So in like three years from now, three or four years from now, I would have been like this bomb ass millionaire. Yeah. Mm. But it was too much. Um, yeah, I kind of went through some stuff at the beginning of last year and I, um, everyone thinks that I closed the business and I didn't. So I, I released everyone from their contracts in April of last year, but I kept five talent and no one knows that except for a handful of people. So and, I like, and the three people that are going to listen to this. And the three people listening to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So last year kind of sucked. Um, I had to let go of my dream for a minute. Okay. But I'm not clear on why. What, what was it? Do you not want to talk about it? I can talk about half of it. Okay. Um, so I was on vacation, a family vacation, and I was like booking a Lay's commercial, which one of my talent booked by, the, or not a commercial, like a Lay's print job. So one of my talent was on a bag of Lay's, The Smile. Yeah. yeah. My talent, that. my talent booked that. And then, um, I mean, my agency's resume is ridiculous. When, when I started putting it together, I almost cried. Um, so get back from vacation. My boyfriend of four years and I broke up and then I was really, really sick. A lot of stuff was going on. Like I lost like 10 pounds and I was like, losing my mind with a bunch of things that were going on. And so I went to a friend for help, someone that I had been friends with for like five years and they like assaulted me, tried to attack me and they are a police officer. So, but we were alone. And so when I went and told investigators about it and people about it, they were like, well, I mean, y'all are friends and like, you were alone, so they just kind of told me I couldn't really do anything about it. Like, I could file something, but I was already going through so much stuff that I was like, I can't even deal with this right now. So I had to kind of push that aside. And then for, like, three months, I was dealing with a bunch of crap and going through the breakup, and some stuff happened that's under investigation right now still. <laughs> I had to file charges in August of last year so it's still they're working on like two hours a week <laughs> so it um, may be like 10 years something until, um, something else yeah something. something else um and then somehow i was trying to like get i was trying to get work and after dealing with all of that and trying to like dealing with all the traumas of last year and i was like i can't even work you know like i can't even trying to be a mom and trying to pay my bills and be a single mom again and shut my business down and because I couldn't even focus on it. And, um, were your talent freaking out? Yes. Like, where are you? I need you. Um, some of them were pretty cool about it. I heard that some people were not very happy about it and which made me very, um, 
it made me it kind of hurt you know because of all the work that I did for everyone like literally everyone I practically killed myself for that agency and then whenever I needed time to myself and to get my life together and deal with things that people don't even know that I was dealing with and I was like look this is my dream if I'm having to step back from it I would hope that people would understand what is going on you know that if I needed my space and a lot of people were not happy about it and then that makes you realize you know I was killing myself for this you know why so it made me question a lot of things about what I want for my life and you know like I want to have my agency when I retire like that's my that's my goal but when I'm doing more than what I'm receiving, you know, from it. And um, just the people that were around me were not probably very, it was like 50% good people, 50% people using me because they thought I was a certain kind of person. You know, Mm -hmm. they didn't really try to know me. They just wanted to use me for whatever I could give them. And then obviously once I tried to stand up for myself, people don't like being told no. Yeah. Or that you can't help them anymore. So there was a lot of, well, what about me? What am I going to do? And I'm like, I'm literally dying over here. And no one cares. So that gave me a lot of perspective. And um, I was looking for a job and ended up working for someone that ended up being like a psychopath, pathological lying narcissist. Lord, I thought the story was going to turn. No, you don't even know all of it. You don't know. This is like 10% of it. Um, I was dating someone that somehow I was still like dead. I didn't even care about anything. I was just like, I got to, I got to work, you know, got to take care of my kid. Don't really care about anything else, but still like in the back of my mind, you know, I need to keep my agency afloat. You know, I still need to keep my business going at the same time. So I got started therapy, um, like right after I filed the charges because I needed somewhere to kind of get my brain back together. And so if it gives you any perspective, I made exactly half of my income last year than the year before. Like Mm. that's how much I was like not working (laughs) or doing anything. Um, So once I got rid of the narcissistic, abusive, pathological liar... Um, that was wasting my time. I was like, what are you even doing? You know, like stole my Swiffer, you know, kind of bullshit. (laughs) I mean, it was... Not the fucking Swiffer. Yeah, like they lied about their job, lied about their kid, lied about all this crap. Um, But at the same time, I had to be like, none of this... Like, I can take some responsibility for letting these people, all these people that I dealt with last year that I've had so many issues with. Part of... I can take responsibility for some of that, but I can't take responsibility for people being abusive. You know, like you just, you have to really, no, 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 not at all. The the only thing you can take responsibility for in in any of that is that there were things in your life that were allowing you to open up to those people. Yes, exactly. Allowing those people in, but manipulative people, that's what they do, right? Like you don't know because that's, yeah, what well, manipulative people do. <laughs> like there's can't. those certain people are very, very, very talented, crafty at spotting weak spots. Yes, that they know they can manipulate, and then you don't even know what your own weak spots are. Right, so they you don't see even them, know yourself. Right, and yeah. so you don't know how to defend it, and you don't even see it coming. Yes, so they exactly. know that they know they have their little toolbox, and they know 
these these certain weaknesses are things that I'm really good at taking advantage of, and they, that's what they find in people, and they go and they fuck them, fuck them over. And then you're left there like, how did I let that happen? Like what just happened? Yeah, yeah. it blows my mind. So now I'm basically like a psychology student. <laughs> All I do is Google. You know, I talk to my therapist about, I'm like, what about this? What about this? So my therapy sessions are very entertaining. Um, I try <laughs> to stay light about it, though, because trauma will give you a different kind of humor. Uh-huh. Um, and I try to just stay positive about everything, too. Like for a long time, I thought... People were going to try to kill me and all this stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I'm better. I have a gun, you know? Like, no one is mm. going to mess with me. What do you have? I have a pink revolver. Okay. Um, It's like a pink, I think it's called a pink lady or something like that. My stepdad gave it to me and taught okay. me how to shoot it. So I sleep with a pink gun. Nice. But I love that thing. I don't understand why people don't have guns. I'm like, why? Yeah. If someone breaks into your house, you can shoot them. Before they kill you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't take that chance. Yeah. I, I try to keep my gun um, when I'm at home between me and the door. Yes. So wherever I'm at, whatever room. Like sleep here and the gun is like right here. Yeah. yeah. If, I'm in, if I'm in my studio, my gun is in front of me. Yes. You know, I, I always it's try like to keep it. like ready to pick up. Yeah. It's, and if I go to bed, I can't leave it in the studio. No. No, no, no. It's got to come to the bed with me, and it sleeps right next to me. Yes. See, you understand. I, do I feel understand. like Texans get it. Some of them, yeah. Some, I'm Some like, you shouldn't be here if you don't. <laughs> we should kick you out of Texas if you don't understand. A lot of Californians have moved into Texas, and they're just yeah. fucking it all up. I'm trying to convert them. Yeah. To being gun owners. No, not really. I don't. Good no, luck. I'm not. <laughs> Good luck taking that on. <laughs> I know how to deal with Californians, actually, because of my agency stuff. I'm sure. I get it. Yeah. I'm, I can be persuasive if I'm passionate about something. <laughs> so last year was horrible. Last year was shit. Yeah. So that's, that's why you, you went away. Yeah, and a, a lot of people have been like, I, I realized that you went into a hole and I realized that, you know, I just kind of let you, left you alone. I was like, that's good because I didn't even know how to talk to people. I didn't even know how to dress. I didn't even know how to think. I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing. I had, my therapist called it this existential crisis. I had this, yeah. you know, madness and like trying to work and focus on figuring out who you are. It, when you're like, certain forms of control your whole life you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing yeah it's like okay right. I, I really did like doing that really didn't like that that wasn't me that was me okay so then you have to kind of like take all these pieces and, and yeah like make this there's, new person there's a part of me that thinks that you that the human being is incapable of even reaching that place until you're over the age of 32 yes thank you <laughs> Like it's so true. Like no matter what kind of traumas you've had or what you you know what your experiences are, yeah, you're living somebody else's life for a long time. For a long time, unless you're really lucky. I've met a handful of young people that have are pretty close. No, they're going to get to be 32 and realize that they somebody else were doing it all wrong. I yeah. feel like every 10 years, you may go through some major changes as a person. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because I mean, I mean, it really is like our cells like 
completely regenerate every so every so many years. So yeah, like the cells in my face literally are a different person. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but along with that, yeah, there's all kinds of cultural influences and you know experiences and traumas and everything that happens to you shifts a little piece of you yes this way and that way i feel like it should always be growing and learning though if you're the same person you were when you were in your 20s you're doing it wrong yeah 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 but again it it was not until i mean i'm 30 whatever i'm about to be 36 (laughs) yo i'm about to be 39 yay you and definitely don't look 39. Yeah, 42. Look 42. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have great skin, and I can say that because I'm very that, critical. How is that possible? I don't do anything. Nothing. I don't even jeans. I don't even You're, wash it. I got a zit right here that I popped this morning. I can't even see it. When I was on, on the in the shower after I shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> Typical day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that I knew how to, to be the decisive person I am today where right. I'm going, you know what I want out of my life? This. Yeah. And you know what I want to mm-hmm. do? This. And you know what <laughs> and I nothing. don't want to do? Nothing. Fucking that. <laughs> and I'm not going to fucking do that. I think you just have a, I don't know. You can be open-minded and have a narrow vision of what you want at the same time. So you kind of, as you're floating along that path, you can say, okay, well, I'll try that or think about that. But I definitely for sure know. And well, and that comes with experience. Yeah. Like you said, and which can only come at, after time. Right. There's just certain things. And that's you what I mean. Like after a certain amount of years, yeah. then it's like you finally figure out how to be the person you really want to be. And then you start working on it. And then you're like, for and the first you, time in my life, I'm working on something that I'm like me. Yeah. You know, and then you can still change your mind too. And then, you, and then, Next thing you know, you're old and you can't do anything. And, you're like, Shit. and then your life is over. And you're I like, fuck, it up. took me half of my year, <laughs> half of my lifetime to figure out yes. what I wanted to do. Yes. And now that I've got it figured out, I can't fucking do any of it because yeah. I'm old and a vegetable. And my, my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. and my neck hurts. And my face is drooping. Like this past weekend, my son my was knee. like, Dad, are you okay? Because I was like, oh. And he's like, are you that sore from our workout? I was like, dude, this is me every morning. This is just life. This, this is how I yeah. wake up. Like, my shoulders and my ankles are so fucked up from my lifetime yeah. <laughs> that it takes me like 40 minutes just to get them to start moving again. Yeah, your life starts hitting you like, again. Oh, walking out, I get out of bed like, oh God, I can't walk. It's like crick, pop. You know what I do? This is, my, this is my secret. What? I, I go into the bathroom. Okay, I wake up. I go into the bathroom. I sit down uh-huh. and I get my hair blow dryer that I still have, even though I have no hair. And I just blow hot air on my feet and ankles. Oh, and, wow. And rotate them. And after about 15 minutes, I can walk normal. What? Yeah. So just you're just like thawing out. I just got to heat them up. <laughs> I used to do that. Um, actually, I heard about a girl that caught her bed on fire doing this. When we were younger, it would be really cold and we would get the blow dryer and put it under the covers mm. to wake up in the morning to thaw out mm-hmm. because it was so cold, you know? I do that too. That's super dangerous. It is. Well, it'll catch your bed on fire, apparently. Well, yeah, if you Someone cover it up. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just stick you got to be very careful. I do that. I put it in the towel and just get warm because all this hair, you know, it gets wet and you get cold. You keep saying all this hair. She's talking about the hair on her head. 
Oh, yeah. Not like she's like furry, a big furry bear person. Hey, you never person. know. No, I'm really not. Um, yeah, but this is enough for a, a horse. It's a lot of hair. A legit horse. It's all yours? Yes. There's no extensions in there? Unfortunately. You know what? A woman in the airport, a freaking TSA agent, <laughs> argued with me about this. She was scanning my head because she didn't think my hair was real. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, you don't have any like pins in there or anything? And I said, uh, no. You should have seen. I'm sure my face. Oh, yeah. Because my face tells Summer's all truth. the, the things. The truth is on Summer's face. Always. Everything, unfortunately. No. Yeah, I hate that part. <laughs> like, can I? I'm gonna Botox my entire face so no one ever knows what I'm thinking or feeling. Oh, great segue! Tell me your Botox story. Oh my god. Okay, so I saw that one of my friends was a director at um, at a med spa, and so I got a little Botox in my face, like lower face area, uh-huh. and I couldn't talk for three days. <laughs> you know how <laughs> I realized it when I got home. <laughs> Like your lips were dead? Yes. Or they were like... St- My whole lower mouth. Like, I couldn't move it. I was like, this can't be normal. So, thank God I work at home for a living. Yes. So, I practiced by talking to my dog. Because I couldn't say anything. I couldn't say any words at all. Especially S. Because I couldn't move it. And I was like... So, uh, so I was like, what the... F- I have to learn how to talk? Like, I couldn't even move my mouth. So don't get Botox because you can't talk. Is that your first Botox experience? Yes. Yes. And I hear girls getting it in their 20s. I'm like, why? I need it. Like You don't don't need it. Quit being stupid. But it works. It's amazing. I can finally move my face again. And it only deadens. What what does it do? I know it. It it, um... It, it like deadens the nerve. Yeah. Isn't it like botulism or something they shove in your face? Oh, like I some kind of a is. nerve gas. I don't or ask something questions. That... <laughs> you just like do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what it is. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Can I put a little Botox in there?" I was like, "Okay, that sounds good. Whatever." So you don't have the lines? Is that what it is? So you don't have? Yeah, this part doesn't wrinkle as bad, and it kind of. What? What's wrinkled? This whole part, all this. It wrink- was wrinkled. It wrinkles when 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 you move your Come face on, when you talk. And like in pictures and stuff. Trust me. Smile. It looks normal. Because I got Botox, Aaron. That's why it looks normal. <laughs> so you're telling me before that it was. It uh, looked like shit. Really? Yes. Okay. Photoshop. You know that all this Photoshop. You know that. I don't know. So yeah, that's my fun Botox story that, that I was telling you about. I was trying to think of what else we were going to talk about. We've said, we had, I told you we were going to go off the rails because I didn't, um, now I lost it. Where'd it go? So I just did, I, my friend Robert Miguel is a DJ and he asked me to do the Texas Regional Radio Music Awards with him, uh-huh. the Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And that was a ton of fun. Was it? I was sweating a lot. Ew. Because I was so nervous. Okay. Because I used to do this stuff all the time. And so that's why, like, I had to make this list because it made me feel better about knowing what to say and how to think. <laughs> how to think? Because I still don't know how to do that. You don't know how to think? You forgot how to think? Sometimes. Sometimes it gets me. Okay. Um, Let me just, let's just run down the list real quick. 
Oh, God. Okay. Summer's list of notes starting with random shit. No, please don't read the notes. Don't read all of it. I'm not going to read it word for word, but I'm going to hit all the points. <laughs> okay. I mean, she did the work. We should hit already. the points, right? I'm scared already. Don't read okay. it. It's so embarrassing. This the, is still my issue. The show name makes you hungry. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love I loved tamales and tacos and Cinnabon. Mm, me too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have an idea. I can't say it on, on the air what? because I'm afraid somebody's going to steal it, but I'll tell you. You can tell me. I won't steal it. I promise. I'll tell you afterward. I'm ethical. This idea that I have for okay. uh, a new food item. Okay. I like that. Uh, <laughs> hating the sound of your voice. I, I love the sound I of do. my I voice. I hate it. I hate it. You love yours, but I hate I do. mine. You know, but you know why? It's the same thing that you were talking about with the modeling and stuff. It's because I've been in a microphone since I was like five years old, six years oh, old. Then, yeah. I've been yes. listening to my own recorded voice my entire life. So you have a great, it's very soothing. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I would think, I think sometimes when I listen back to it, I'm like, I'm not, I sound like I have a, like a mouthful of rocks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no <laughs> like you spit don't. those rocks out no, and just don't. be clear. No. Oh yeah. You're Italian. I am Sicilian, Italian and English. You're you're from the island. Yes, I am. Ooh. I'm an island queen. I'm hoping somebody is going to tell me at one point that I'm like this mafia princess, and that's you, why I'm so crazy. You might be. I might be. Most of my family's in prison, apparently. Um, I have my, people that message me on Facebook, and they're like, oh, my God, are we related? I was like, yes, we are. <laughs> you just say yes? <laughs> yes. I get that all the time, and I'm like, no. They're like, how do you know you? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> you're like, I don't know you. I don't know you. Quit being creepy. These people with the last name DeLeon, we, we like apparently fucked half the world. Oh, yeah. Because our name is everywhere. All over the islands and South America. and I mean, we're everywhere. Well, if it makes you feel better, you're the only DeLeon that I know. And your sister? Yes. Yeah. Y'all are the only ones, so special. Mm. Yeah. You're the only Ayala that I know. Well, I'll show you all the ones and that the only my summer, cousins. The only summer I know. Yes. You know, Summer's I used to coming. hate my name. I wanted my name to be Felicia, like the girl in General Hospital. Get out of here, Felicia. Yeah. I wanted my telemarketing name when I was working at Great Expectations, calling people, cold calling people. My name was Felicia back before the whole Felicia thing was. Yeah, that would have changed your Felicia. life for sure. It would have. <laughs> you know, like this, that um, Key and Peele skit. The substitute teacher, A. Aaron. Oh, yes. It changed my life. It did, yeah. Yeah, because I'd never been called A. Aaron before that. And then after that, it was like, everybody just said A. Aaron. So now that's you. And then they're like, even now, they're like, have you seen the... um, Yes. Of course, I had to. What makes you think I haven't... It's like 10 (laughs) years old. Yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) It makes you angry. (laughs) I've seen it, you dumb shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't? Oh, man. We have so much more to hit. There's a huge list here. Of what? We of, talked about all this. stuff, did we? Yep. Most of it. We did. We hit a lot of it. Yeah. We got it. If anybody has questions, they can email me or find me on Facebook, Summer Ayala, and then my Instagram, Summer K Ayala. I've noticed that when somebody sends me a text or sends me a message, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? It makes my whole day. Oh. I'm just like... And I've, and I've told They're them thinking that. thinking about me. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. 
you took time yeah. out of your crazy day yes. just to ask me how I was doing. Like, that is amazing. And they're like, uh, just checking on you. Like, just saying <laughs> Random. Hi. And I'm like, make a big deal out of it. Like, oh my God, that made, that's like seriously made my day. Yeah. It changed it. As you and get so, older, you realize what's important. That is, that is like a, to me, that's a, like a, an invaluable commodity is time. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a lot of it. No. And it, yeah. it, it and if you're going to spend part of it on me, it's like... It, that just it means the world to me. You know it's what I mean? It's the little things, Aaron. Yeah. It's the little things. It's the little things. Yes. That's a really good song by Lim, by the way. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You got to look it up. I'll band? send you I'll send it to you. Singer, yeah. Singer band. Lim. L-I-M-N. Oh, okay. I was thinking L-I-M-B. Yeah. Like a tree limb. <laughs> no, this is L-I-M-N. Okay. And there's a, it's actually a, a word. It's an old Word that means something, but I don't remember what it means now. It has a it's, it has a definition, like an actual word. I'm typing. I can hear myself typing. Are you working? I was trying to find limb. I, I just typed to, it in my notes so I can look it up later. I was just trying to find the name, the, what the word means. Oh. Elegant. Oh, to depict or describe in painting or words. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Basically, to to make a picture in That's painting cool. or with words. Interesting. Yeah. That's very artistic. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and there's you you know who it is too, and I'll but I can't tell you. I'll tell you off the air. I do. Uh huh. Yeah. At like the person. Yeah, but don't say anything. Okay. Don't figure it out. Is this like I'll, a marshmallow deal don't. here? Like we don't know who it is. Yeah, kinda. Okay. Yeah. I like being in the. But know. I'll tell you who it is after. Because I know them personally. <laughs> You're so special. I am. So okay, Summer, we're going to run out of batteries on our recorder, so... Yay, battery almost... killer. I killed it. Yeah, you knocked it out of the park. Sweet. I knew it was going to be a long one, and I was super excited about it. I hope I exceeded your expectations. You're one of my favorite guests of all time. Thank you. So I tried. You will have to be a repeat. You have okay. to come back for sure. I'll come back. Let's see what the listeners say mm-hmm. demand summer to come back <laughs> they'd be like can summer just run this podcast fuck Aaron we're, t- we're sick of his voice no no but, I have to do and I have to co-host the radio show again like t- two or three more times really because yeah I was like they, they liked it what the hell you you're likable stop it I didn't even know what I was doing yeah but now I get to like interview country singers and stuff there you it's go. pretty cool Love yeah. it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You're a likable person, so you'll be fine. We're all likable. Thank you. I yes, appreciate ma'am. those compliments. Mm-hmm. All right. We've said it all. All right. I'm going to bounce and go work. We've said plenty. Some more. And yeah. I didn't even say all of it, Aaron. <laughs> well, we said plenty. How about that? I know. All right. All right. Summer, I love you, thank Aaron. you. I'm so proud I love of you. you, Summer. <laughs>